Welcome again to Alive Family Church and our Holly Jolly Sunday. Man, are you guys excited to be here today? Come on, we're, we're excited to have you guys here, both here in person and online. And man, I, I don't know about you guys, but like you can, you can just tell the excitement, right? And I don't know about you, but Christmas is a really fun time of year uh, for our family. And whether you're all about Christmas like Craig from the video or not that we just saw there, uh, I think a lot of us can relate to the hustle and bustle and the busyness of the season, right? I found, we found that, you know, sometimes all of the stuff surrounding Christmas can, can really steal the joy or the real meaning of it, right? Like all the party preparations. Maybe like Craig, you, you burnt the cookies and you're upset about that. Maybe you ordered elves and instead Elvis shows up to your door, right? Like big disappointment, right? The stress of shopping and Christmas lists. Maybe some of you are like, is Amazon really going to come through this week? Or is it stuck on a cargo ship and we're going to have to punt and go plan B on the gifts, right? All of that can really sometimes just distract us from the real meaning for the season, right? Yes, we are a week away from Christmas. And I don't know about you, but I still have presents to wrap and cookies to bake and memories to make. and um, But we thought, man... Knowing that this service was going to be a week out from Christmas, a lot of times the stress of all that can steal away the joy of the season. And so this morning is Holly Jolly Sunday. We're zooming in on the joy of the season. That word joy is used oftentimes throughout Scripture describing the purpose and the meaning of this season. And so um, we're going to dive into Scripture together in a minute, but let's first pray together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much, and we just thank you for a moment to pause from the busyness of the season and focus our hearts and our attention on you. Lord Jesus, we ask you to show yourself faithful like you always do. Lord, as we open up your word, we thank you that it's a living, it's active, it comes alive unto us. Lord, I pray that we're encouraged today. I pray that we're challenged, and, and, and more importantly, that we receive everything that comes with you this holiday season, Lord Jesus. We love you so much, and we thank you that we would experience the joy of Christmas in you this year, Lord. We love you, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this morning, we zoom in on the manger, and we remind ourselves of the truth that the God who created the universe, the God who can hold the universe in the palm of his hands, took on flesh to be with us, took on flesh so that he no longer had to be away from us. Today, we turn our gaze on a sleepy town of Bethlehem where God became a baby came out of a woman held by his creation so that he could save us. Today, as we look at the story of Jesus being born, the Savior coming to earth, we're going to zoom in on what happens right after he's born and how the birth of his announcement is made to these simple, unassuming men, the shepherds of Bethlehem. Let's take a look at um, the scripture found in Luke 2, verse 8 through 14. We'll read the whole thing. It says, now there were, right after Jesus was born, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. 
and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly with the angel was a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. What a scene the shepherds see in this moment. You know, for the last six weeks, we've been zooming in on different people of faith in the Bible. Today, we're zooming in a little bit on the shepherd's experience. Out in the back 40 of Bethlehem, shepherding the sheep, and they see an angel appear in the sky that says this to them. Today, This morning, we're going to zoom in mostly on Luke 2.10 out of what we just read. And it says this, the angel said to them, this angel appears, the glory of the Lord fills the sky and the angel appears and says, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. And shortly after he says that the whole sky fills with a host or a a army of angels. And so from this passage of scripture in Luke 2.10, we see, we see three things that I believe the Lord wants to encourage all of us with this Christmas season. The first one that the angel said, number one, is fear not. Everybody say fear not. The angel says, hey, yo, shepherds, like, don't be afraid, right? And if we're honest, like, with the world that we live in right now, there is a lot of things that can really make you and I fearful, right? We've got this whole COVID-19 thing and different variants, and is this ever going to go away and all of this stuff. We've got inflation at record high levels on many things, right? We've got uh, you know, the mental health as well as the uh, health, uh, uh, health pandemic because, you know, like, like unfortunately, sad, sad events like the Oxford shooting, our, this next generation is going through some stuff, a couple different things all at once, and just seems like there's a shift. Like, things aren't like they used to be in the world, if you guys can relate with that, right? And, and if, if we focus so much on that and those things, we can get fearful, we can get anxious, we can get stressed out. And the angels telling these shepherds, do not fear. Why? Because you're about to meet the king. You're about to meet the Messiah. There is hope that comes with Jesus. And, and that was true over 2,000 years ago. And get, get this, it's true for you and I today, amen, that we don't have to be afraid. Yeah, the shepherds are seeing something that they've never seen before. They're seeing an angel and the glory of God manifested before them, and their knee-jerk reaction is to fear. We're walking through a lot of things that we have never seen before. We've never seen a worldwide pandemic that shuts down borders and all the things that we've experienced the last two years. We've never seen people being required to wear masks. We've never been so aware of what the CDC and the health department and the who, we've never been so aware, all of these things we've never experienced before. We've never experienced the division and the hatred and the polarization in our our nation. And if we're not careful, just like the shepherds, when we experience these things that we've never experienced before, our knee-jerk reaction can be fear. And so, so many times throughout the Christmas story, if you guys are familiar with it, and as you read your Bible, you see God reminding his people not to be afraid or not to fear, right? When, when the angel appeared to Zacharias, he said, hey, don't be afraid. When the angel appeared to Mary to tell her, we talked about it a few weeks ago, to tell her, hey, you're going to be the mom of Jesus, right? He said, don't be afraid, right? Even Joseph, when he didn't believe and he had the dream, the angel came to him and said, hey, Joseph, you know, this is crazy, 
but don't be afraid. Fear not. And it's consistent with God's character. All throughout the Old Testament, we hear God say different things throughout Scripture, like, do not fear, for I am with you. He says, uh, I will fear no evil because God is with me, right? Do not be afraid because God will never leave you nor forsake you. And, and, and as David said in the Psalms, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear, right? Yeah, so the angel appears to the shepherds, and the first thing he says is, do not fear. And we see that all throughout Scripture. And you might ask, why is it such a big deal for God that we not be in fear? We're going to take a look at a couple of Scriptures, but I think it's clearly because fear does not come from him. Fear does not originate from God. Worry, anxiety, all of these things are like cancer to his creation. And he says, fear not. I don't want that on you. You weren't meant to carry that. Fear not. You see in 2 Timothy 1.7, Scripture says, for God has not given us fear. He has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear does not come from God. But what does come from God? We see in the Scripture that power comes from God. And love comes from God. And a sound mind comes from God. Amen. We see in John 14, 27, before Jesus went back to be with his father in heaven, he says this. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, not as the world um, gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We see fear is the antidote to or we see peace is the antidote to fear. And God says, I have come to give you peace. I give you my peace. Fear not. Don't have fear or trouble in this world. And those are great scriptures to quote, and it's good to give us revelation of it. But practically, how do we walk in that with so much unknown before us and so many new things that we're experiencing for the first time? I know that I shouldn't fear, and I know that God gives me peace, but how do I walk that out? How do I navigate that? I love the practical application of this truth that we see in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, be anxious for nothing. You know, the root of anxiety, the root of worry is fear. Fear not, basically. Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the result is, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. I love that. The practical application of how do we, how do we respond when our knee-jerk reaction is fear, when we see headlines or we see tragedy or we see things going on in the world that doesn't make sense and causes us to fear, what do we do? Scripture says we bring it to God in prayer. We bring it to God verbally through prayer. Maybe you write down your prayers like I do. You, bring, you cast your cares on the Lord. It says you pray. Oh, where did the scripture go? You pray, you bring supplications, you let your requests be made known to God. God, this is concerning me. God, I'm bringing you my cares. And literally, when we pray, when we cast our cares on the Lord, there's a great transfer. God can absorb our fears and our worries, and he releases or transfers his peace when we go to God in prayer in this way, in an authentic, real way, bringing our burdens and our cares and our fears to him then his peace covers us. Scripture says the peace of God, which we don't understand, it surpasses understanding, will guard our heart and our mind, will fill our heart and our mind. And it's so good, isn't it? Like, like, let's just pause. Like, may we all 
just receive that peace this Christmas? Like if, if you could give yourself one gift, it's getting rid of that stress, that, that anxiety, that, that fear, and trading it and having that transfer of peace that comes with Jesus. The second thing that we see the angels telling the shepherds or getting their attention on, and I believe that God wants to encourage us and get our attention on too, is number two, great joy. Everybody say great joy. Great joy. In Luke 2, 10, it says, and then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. You see, the birth of Jesus brings with it great joy. Not just joy. Joy would have been good, right? But the the scripture says it brings with it great joy. To me, that means a lot of joy. Like so much more joy than anything that this holiday season, all the fun that surrounds us and surrounds this this holiday, this this Christmas uh, holiday that could compare to, like for real, more joy. Jesus brings more joy than Buddy the Elf finding out that Santa is coming, all right? Right, he does. Jesus brings more joy than when Kevin McAllister probably experiences by hitting Harry and Marv in the face with a paint can when they're coming up the stairs, amen? And it even brings more joy than when Clark Griswold finally gets those lights to turn on, amen? All great joy experiences, but has nothing compared to the joy that we find in Jesus. Seriously, I love how the Passion Translation uh, translates Luke 2.10. It says this, but the angel reassured them, the shepherds, saying, don't be afraid, for I've come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. Isn't that so good? It says, I bring you good tidings. Good tidings means good news. And, and the angel could have stopped right there. Good news is good news. But he went on and he said, hey, The good news of Jesus is the most joyous news that the world has ever heard or experienced. In a world full of so much depression and hatred and anxiety and and division and, and, and bad headlines, my goodness, we need this great joy more than ever. And this Christmas, right now, even today, you and I can choose to receive that great joy because that's what comes with Jesus, right? Here's the deal. As we're praying, man, the, the Christmas is fun, and some people love it, and some people, man, it's like one of the roughest times of year, right? Maybe you're dealing with that. I think the enemy would want nothing more than to come and steal our joy this Christmas because he knows the word says that the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? And if he steals your joy, he steals your strength to continue to move on each and every day. Be encouraged today, church, that we don't need to let or don't have to let the enemy steal our joy, but instead we can receive that joy of the Lord that comes with Jesus. He is the greatest gift, and with him comes great joy. I want to leave you with this scripture on this point. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, now may the God of hope fill you and I with all joy and peace. How? In believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so may we not only walk in peace this holiday season and not be afraid, but may we also receive what comes with Jesus, and that is the joy, that great joy that fills our hearts and our minds. Amen? So good. And you know, joy is a gift. It's a fruit, but it's also a command. Rejoice. When it doesn't feel, when you don't feel joyful, God says, rejoice. And so, man, what a great encouragement to fear not and that there's great joy that we can experience this season. 
Um, and then lastly, when we take a look at this scripture, I'll show you again, Luke 2.10, the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings or good news of great joy, which will be to all people. I love this part of the scripture too. The Passion Translation says um, that this good news of great joy is for everyone, everywhere. Um, and I love, if we just zoom in on the shepherds, I love that this great news of great joy came to shepherds of all people. You know, this month we've been talking about how um, God revealed that his son was coming to numerous different people, but the first people that heard the news after Jesus' birth was shepherds. And I love that about our God. Um, you know, if you do a study of shepherds in the time of Jesus, they were people that actually had a pretty bad reputation. Like even in, in legality, there was laws that shepherds could not give an account in a court of law. They were just not trustworthy people. They had a, such a bad reputation that there were laws that if a shepherd saw something or their eyewitness accounts of something, that their word was not legal in the courts of law. And so when the angel of the Lord comes and he proclaims, hey, this is good news for all people, he wasn't just proclaiming that, but through his act, by virtue of him telling the shepherds first, he was modeling that this news really is for all people, not just because I'm saying that, but also because of who I chose to say that to first. Isn't that so good? Um, the scripture goes on um, to say... Um, goes on to say this, and they came, so the, the shepherds saw the angels say this in the sky, and then right after that it says, and they came with haste, they moved quickly, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger, and when they had seen him, Jesus in the manger, they made it widely known, the saying which was told them concerning this child, and all who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. Can you imagine the shepherds? Like they must have been hype. Last week I talked about Mary probably heard them coming. These people that don't have a good reputation, they don't they're not the first people to hear any kind of news, but God chose them and they they with haste, they hustled. Let's to go. The manger. I can hear them. Let's go dudes. Let's go. And they see Jesus in the manger and they're so hyped that then they go tell the whole town. And they tell everybody and it says and those who heard marveled. They probably marveled at what was being said, but they probably marveled also that it was the shepherds who were making the announcement. And I love this about our God. You know, God could have sent his angel to the king. Hey, king, make a proclamation of Jesus being born in the manger. Our God could have sent the angel to the mayor or to the news, you know, the journalist or the historians of the time or people with power to get the news out quicker. But out of all of the people, God came to the lowly shepherds, those with the least amount of power, humanly speaking, to proclaim this good news. This 
is the gospel. This is the good news, that it doesn't matter what family you were born into or what occupation you have or how much influence you have or how much influence you don't have or where you stand in all the different scales that humans can make. God says this is good news for all people. So good. Another thing about the shepherds that is just really interesting, and I love, God is the best storyteller, right? And there's so many different layers in scripture. And so if you if you study the shepherds, you find out that they were shepherds in Bethlehem, in the fields of Bethlehem. And it's pretty anonymously known, historians and Bible scholars, that it's known that the shepherds of Bethlehem were the shepherds who shepherded the flock for the temple sheep. And so these shepherds that the angel comes and announced to, not only are they humble, lowly, bad reputation people, but they're also the people that are tending the flock of sheep that are used for sacrifices in the temple. And so, so many layers here in the fact that Jesus chose to announce the birth of his son, who is also the Lamb of God, to these shepherds. The first people to see Jesus outside of Joseph and Mary were the shepherds of the temple sheep to see the Lamb of God that would be slain for all humankind. You know, that's the that's the humility of this season, right? The celebration that God came to be with us, but also the holiness of, and he came as a baby because ultimately his mission was to die. And so there, at the moment that he's born, these shepherds that shepherd the flock of the temple sheep come foreshadowing the mission of Jesus. I love what Bible scholar William Barclay says of this. He said, it's a lovely thought that the shepherds who looked after the temple lambs were the first to see the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Man, isn't it cool? Like, I think that that's like, like God orchestrated all that. God is always, and will always be the best storyteller because his story is the most important story. And I pray that you guys were encouraged and have been encouraged today. Just, just a simple scripture, Luke 10, 2, verse 10, right? When the angel announces the birth of Jesus, we could easily glance over this to get to all the other details of the Christmas story taking a moment to pause and say like what was packed in that are you encouraged today to not fear to not be afraid no matter what the enemy is coming against you with no matter what the news and the world is saying no matter what we can have peace in Jesus you and I today can leave this place not the same full of the peace of God which surpasses all understanding to guard both our hearts and our minds through no matter what the enemy throws our way. That is good news. The second thing is number two, great joy. Man, just like the shepherds, the angels are like, hey, I wanna let you know this is the best, most joyous news ever. And for you and I, this is the same is true. This is the most joyous news that you and I can ever receive, that there is a savior who came down to this earth to love us and to save us so that we could spend eternity in heaven. How cool is that? There is great joy. No matter if you get or don't get what you want for Christmas, it don't matter because you cannot take the joy of the Lord away from you. When you have that joy, it is your strength. It is your source. You don't need anything else in this life except that joy. And like Erica said, sometimes we know of that joy, 
We've heard of that joy. Maybe you're here today, but it's a fresh reminder to rejoice, amen? To re-up the amount of joy that you have this season and why do you have this joy? Is it because of this party or this gathering or this gift or this ugly sweater or whatever? Or is it because of Jesus? Amen? The number two, great joy. And lastly, this good news is for everyone, to all people. Amen? Could have went to the top dogs to announce it first. He went to the lowly shepherds. And that speaks to our God's heart and to his character that he sees you no matter where you're at, no matter what kind of upbringing you have, no matter what you're dealing with right now, God loves you and he's coming down on your level like he did on Christmas and looking you in the face and saying, I love you. I got a plan and purpose for your life. Receive me. Amen. May we be encouraged and may we be challenged by these things. And I'll tell you what, it takes takes God's help to walk in the peace of the Lord. It, It takes God's help daily to walk in the joy of the Lord and not get get tainted and polluted by our culture in this world, right? And it takes God's help to realize that, man, this love is constant for us. No matter what I've done, no matter what I've said, no matter what I'm going to do, God still loves me. And that never, that fact will never change. Amen. And so let's, let's close today as we pray. Let's ask God to help us in whatever area that maybe the Lord wants to encourage you with. If it's, if it's just that peace of God that you need in this season to calm your mind and that racing thoughts, Let's receive that today. I believe he's here. If you just need to re-up your joy and rejoice and get that joy of the Lord on you, which is your strength, let's receive that. And if you just need to understand that, man, God loves you just the way you are, let's receive that by faith today. Would you guys pray with me? Heavenly Father, we love you so much. And we just thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the announcement of your birth. More than 2,000 years ago, the angel came and said, hey, don't be afraid. And I pray that that would ring true in our hearts and our spirits this morning in a powerful way. That God, you're still saying to your people, you're still saying to us, don't be afraid, fear not. And Lord, we thank you that because of that, you wanna trade that fear with the peace of God. Lord, we thank you that the peace of God, that nothing can steal from us, Father God, that we stand firm in your peace this holiday season, Lord God, that no amount of issues or plans failing or anything would steal the joy and the peace that comes through you. Father, we receive that by faith this morning. I thank you that some of us, we're walking out of these doors not afraid. We're not scared of that situation. We're not scared of that relationship. We're not scared of those circumstances anymore because God, you are with us and you walk with us. Father, we ask you by faith to help us when it comes to our joy. We can sing a couple Christmas songs and get joyful and then walk out these doors and get in our car and check check our phone and get a bad text message or look at a headline and immediately be out of that joy. But Lord, we ask you for the most joyous news to become reality to us that no matter what's going on in our world and outside these walls today does not change the fact that we can rejoice and be glad in you, Father, and that that joy is our strength. And so, Lord, we receive that supernatural strength as we rejoice in you and remember the birth of Jesus. And lastly, Lord, we thank you that this invitation is for each and every one of us. Lord God, that none of us are exempt from the love of God. All of us qualify. All of us are accepted. All of us are welcome at the table. And so, Father God, thank you for encouraging us today. Thank you for reminding us the true reason for the season and why we celebrate, why we sing, why we dress up, while we go hang out with family. It's all about you, Jesus. It always has been and it always will. Lord, help us walk in these things in your peace 
in your joy and in your love. Lord, we love you. We pray this all in Jesus' name. And everybody greets that. Amen. Amen. Hey, I just want to close with this. There's, there's no greater joy that any of us could experience than the joy of salvation. The Bible talks all over about, return to us the joy of our salvation. Or I love in Psalm 13, 5, I don't think I have it but for the screens, but it says, but I trust in your unfailing love, O Lord. My heart rejoices in your salvation. If you need that true joy, if you need that true peace, and you've tried to find it in any, all these different places and all these different areas in life, know this, it can only truly be found in a relationship with Jesus. There's no better gift that you could receive this Christmas and give to yourself than simply surrendering and saying, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Come into my life. Help me to walk in these things. And so I never like to end a service, especially a Christmas service, without giving an opportunity and invitation for maybe some of us to receive Jesus for the first time or to recommit our lives. So if everybody could just bow your heads and close your eyes as we pray, just out of reverence of this moment real quickly and online as well. No moving around. No shuffling around. This, this, I believe this is for some of you guys tuning in today or if you're watching this later in the week. If you're here today and you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you want to receive that peace. You want to receive that joy. You want eternity in heaven someday. You want the promise of heaven, the hope of heaven someday. Jesus is the best gift that you could ever receive. And all you have to do is receive him. It's like a present with your name wrapped on under your tree. The only way you get that present is go over there, take it, unwrap it, and receive it and walk in it. You don't have to do another thing to receive the salvation of God except turn from your ways, repent and say, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. Jesus, come into my heart. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you would be saved. If there's anyone here that wants to join in this prayer, I'm not gonna call you up here or call you out embarrass you in any sense of the matter. I just simply want to know if I can link my faith and join my faith in this prayer to receive Jesus. If that's you and you want to receive Jesus for the first time or rededicate your life, would you just slip up your hand uh, so I know who I'm talking to, who I'm praying with, and online as well. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's pray this. Would you guys repeat this after me? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life and help me live a life that is pleasing to you. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise in his house this morning. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.